Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever, a podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them. With your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Best Bad Movie Ever, the show about terrible films and the people who love them. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am the other co-host, David Bell. And I'm Adam Todd Brown. Hello, Adam. Hello, Adam Todd Brown. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, thanks. Uh, Special guest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you, Adam, you're not here to defend a movie, are you? No, but I will actively participate in defending this movie. I'm sort of anticipating that. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I think this is going to be just three guys agreeing on a movie. <laughs> just three guys talking about how great a movie is. Yeah, I, I, I've brought the, uh, the f- a film to defend today. Um, I brought the 1995 blockbuster Congo. Yep. Mm. This is a universally hated film. Yeah. No. Is it, it? It's the yeah. its ratings everywhere are just terrible, and I don't get it. Yeah, it has extremely uh, bad reviews. I get it. I don't agree with it, but I get it. And what I get is that I—I I will just get right into this. Is the pr- there's one very again? I—I I, I don't want to like call this a problem because I enjoy this movie. I think this movie has uh, a it, it, it's Apocalypse Now, but instead of Kurtz. It's killer gorillas mm-hmm. where like the I think what bummed people out is that it's not a movie really about killer gorillas. Most of it isn't about killer gorillas. And then it suddenly very much is about killer gorillas. Yeah. The uh, gorillas come in. They come in real hard, man. <laughs> With about 20 minutes left of the movie, they come screaming into the picture. Yeah. I have so many feelings about the ending of this movie. It is fucking wild it's incredible to to watch laura linney laser uh murdering gorillas to escape to a hot air balloon a a bunch of shitty mangy gorillas just slice them in half with her communications laser it feels like a producer was like so for this ending can we put literally everything in there Mm -hmm. they're like what do you mean they're like you know like diamonds gorillas a volcano a hot air balloon i'm just pulling random words out of my brain right now put them all in yeah, no, all and, of that sounds great. Yeah. Oh, what a terrific film. Yeah, Congo is an action-adventure film. Uh, like I said, it came out in June of 1995. Um, uh, off the success of Jurassic Park, when they started sort of adapting like every Michael Crichton book. Um, and this is one of them. Yep. It's about a, a team of people searching for the, the lost city of Zinge, yep. uh, which is where I think King Solomon had a diamond mine, according to legend. And the diamonds are guarded by just these mangy, just fucking dusty, sun-abused fucking gorilla gremlin monsters. Yeah. I thought the all of the all of the apes in this looked really good. Yeah. Like, the, I thought they were really well done. I looked at, it's the same guy that did the dinosaurs for Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's Stan right. Winston. Stan Winston, yeah. And two 19-year-old gymnasts inside uh, Amy's costume were right. trading off. I wa- I saw a um like a public speaking thing with Bruce Campbell and someone asked him like why were you in Congo and he was like it's a uh, yeah it's a Michael Crichton book directed by Frank Marshall with Laura Linney in it with Stan Winston doing doing the 
like effects like why wouldn't you be like why why would you ever think this movie wouldn't do good i know i had high hopes for it yeah i was weirdly so fucking psyched for this movie Do you guys remember where you were when you saw congo yes i was in kansas i was yeah greenfield cinemas massachusetts i remember being so excited in the theater yeah i would have been in madison wisconsin yeah and i definitely saw it in theaters probably on state street it's yeah, uh we would have seen this at the mall fort leavenworth kansas yeah i remember being excited for it and i remember not being all that bummed out about it after seeing it i thought it was i wasn't decent. bummed out about it at all yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like yeah congo rips and yeah. it did really well at the box office right yeah yeah 150 million on a budget of 50 that ain't need, bad need that Episode congo over. sequel Congo's great yeah why didn't they ever make a sequel i don't know this is it's it's terrible it's 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 inexcusable that we didn't get three of these three more mm-hmm. of these I was just looking up what Frank Marshall is also directed, because he's mostly a producer. Yeah. Like, for people who don't know, Frank Marshall produced, like, Indiana Jones and Poltergeist, all like Spielberg and Gremlins, and, like, he's a legend. Right, he, yeah, they, he used to co-produce with Kathleen Kennedy. It was, like, Kennedy Marshall. Yeah, his, uh, his other direct, like, the other things he's directed, um, Eight Below, which is after Congo, but before Congo, he did Alive. And before Alive, he did Arachnophobia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. With my, my cousins in that movie. Is he one Jeff of the Daniel. spiders? No. Oh. Um, it, uh, yeah. So, like, these aren't bad movies that Frank Marshall has directed. No, I think... Then he stopped after 8 Below. Yeah, I don't know why, man. Well, he was like, I, I, this is as good as it gets. I've done them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You end on a... That's the dog movie with Paul Walker, isn't it? It sure is. And Jason <laughs> Biggs. <laughs> what I think my favorite thing about this movie, and probably I'm, I'm going to guess that's why uh, where a lot of the negative reviews are coming at the movie, is that the tone of this movie is totally insane. That's true. Um, it 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 uh, randomly goes between like a serious adventure, um, like weird over the top action, and then like broadly comedic scenes. Specifically, the scene with Delroy Lindo. Yes. <laughs> which is a fucking all-time scene um if you guys if you guys haven't seen the five bloods yet he's incredible in it yeah i gotta see that but he also i think we should retroactively give him like 17 academy awards for this cameo it's his accent is baffling <laughs> it sounds like he's doing a racist mexican accent <laughs> It's insane. The whole scene is it's 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 uh, the whole scene is just uh, out of control, and it's all based around he fucking hates Tim Curry, who is also doing an all time accent. Yeah, Tim yes. Curry really swings for the fences in this one. <laughs> it's just he plays I say it's a home run. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is a very. Pro- I would say probably a, a really problematic. Role. Yeah, if I, I imagine people who are actually, he's supposed to be Romanian, so I think people right. who are actually uh, Romanian or find his character terribly offensive. Right, it's probably like a war crime what he's doing, <laughs> but we don't we don't care because he's a Romanian, and we're like, well, we don't know any Romanians, so yeah, I wouldn't Dracula, be surprised if there were black people who found Delroy Lindo's <laughs> performance <laughs> offensive. Like there have to be people in Africa who are like, we do not sound like that. 
Yeah. What the fuck? This is a movie of well-known actors showing up very briefly or like not that like like sort of side characters and just re- yeah, really swinging for the fences. Fucking Jodon Baker in this is killing it. Oh yeah. Just screaming about his diamonds. He He's really great. wants some diamonds. Did you get the diamonds? He really wants them. For a communication satellite. I, yeah, I okay. <laughs> There's a lot of questions here. <laughs> Which, at the end of the movie, Laura Linney takes a laser gun and points it into the sky to blow up a satellite. So, sure. Laura Linney's a fucking problem in this movie. Yes, she is. She is a problematic figure. That's, she's the one that makes the ending so crazy. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know how far we, we want to jump ahead, but those apes weren't doing nothing when she lasered <laughs> them to death. No, she screams, put him on the endangered species list, and then and, and then proceeds to fucking chop them up with a laser. Well, they They're are screaming e- and jumping in lava. They, they, they are killing her, her, her team members right, at that point. But like, how is that different than gorillas? But they, they weren't. Remember, Amy had come in and like calmed them all down. Right. It, um, so I, I think I know another problem with this movie. Uh, or like where where this movie came from is that having not read this novel because mm-hmm. this is um, a Crichton novel, yes. But having read Jurassic Park, I think if I think maybe what happened is they were more true to the novel than Jurassic Park was because I think if you take if they took Jurassic Park because I remember Muldoon shooting a raptor with a fucking bazooka in Jurassic Park. He sure does. Like and and they going them going on weird tangents and stuff. I think that's. The movie's the movie's crime is being truthful to the book because the books are batshit. Um, like Jurassic Park, if you did this with, if you made Jurassic Park a more like I, I I'm I've been advocating that they should make a Jurassic Park miniseries because it you could take it all and make it if you have enough time. But if you tried to cram Jurassic Park more true to the book into a movie, I think it would also be batshit insanity. Um, I have read Congo. Okay. This is uh, not like the book at all. That's very interesting. There's, there's a couple of scenes, and that's about it. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I read a bunch of reviews that were like, this isn't like the book at wow. all. Wow, because I would expect these kind of shenanigans in a Michael Crichton book. Uh, yeah, no. All right, never mind. I mean, there's like two or three scenes, and that's it. I take it back. Yeah, the rest of them is, the rest of it's just jazz, baby. Right. <laughs> Uh, the hippo attack, I think, is the only scene from the book. Right. The hippo this attack movie, was great. Yeah, it hippo attack just boss. Yeah, it could have just been about how fucking scary hippos are. Yeah. Because they're fucking scary. It's like this movie and the Jungle Cruise line are the only movies that take, or the only things that take uh, take uh, uh, fucking hippos seriously. Yeah, we really should take start treating hippos with more respect. Yeah. They'll bite you. Yeah. They'll, yeah, they'll fuck you right up. Joe Pantoliano shows up. Yeah, as as they're like as they're like wacky travel agents, they're wacky sure war does. zone travel agents, but only for like a scene. Yeah, well, he's he, tries a travel to, agent. he tries to buy the the gorilla from them. Yeah, there's a really need- fun scene in the midst of all that where Laura Linney and uh, what's the guy's name who plays the lead? Who knows? Uh, Dylan Walsh. Yeah, Dylan Walsh. They're they're having a, a conversation about why would you want to make a talking ape and i love that his answer is just kind of like yeah i don't know yeah he says like he's lonely lonely. yeah and it's like it's it's so he can have sex with the 
with right, the you're fucking that gorilla, right? He's so fucking. That's what's happening. Yeah, I did. I did find that there, there was a lot of uh, unlikableness about all of these characters. And I thought yes. this was going to turn more. In, I guess it did kind of turn into a, a cautionary tale about uh, the West or or white nations raiding the continent of Africa for its resources. It kind of turned into that, but yeah. also not really. No, it, it, I think this is part of the reason people might not like the movie is because it doesn't really seem to have a thesis. It just no. sort of happens. Yeah, it's just a hot air balloon. It's just an adventure movie. Yeah, but like it is like all right, let's let's talk about our main character, the least interesting part of the movie because he is a tragic figure. He's in love with this gorilla that he taught to to talk. Mm-hmm. The gorilla gave her, wants gave her a little to, power glove. Yeah, and the gorilla wants nothing more than to get away from him. <laughs> yeah. uh, it just wants to get to back to the jungle and he acts so heartbroken. Uh, like when he, when she leaves with the silverback and he's like, Oh, bye Amy. And then he just leaves on a hot air balloon. And like Laura Linney does, like, I don't think they've had a real, like her and Ernie Hudson are going to go off for uh, sure. For sure. Like he's just this, he doesn't yeah, they're have, just gonna, they're just going to leave him in the fucking Savannah. Yeah. Like wherever. he doesn't have any uh, where, by the way, like people were shooting at their plane when they were going in. So that yeah, hot they, air they, balloon is, they landed in the middle of a coup. Yeah, that hot air balloon, it's going to get real dark for them. But it, yeah. it uh but like that main character, it's he's just like this pathetic guy who loses his gorilla because his gorilla doesn't like him. Uh <laughs> and then he gets on a hot air balloon and Laura Linney's like, "Ah, hey, how's it going?" You know, like he he has he has no arc. He 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 has no like change. He doesn't he doesn't have any romantic subplots. He's just sort of this little wiener. Uh, he doesn't even, he doesn't, he doesn't really do it. He's not the one who lasers gorillas, right? <laughs> no. no. Like he doesn't mm. do shit. No, and we really like doesn't. sort of start with him. The movie, like, I, I guess maybe Laura Linney is more the protagonist. Uh, kind of. Yeah. But they really do sell it as the Dylan Walsh character being yeah. the main guy. And you're right. He's boring as fuck. Yeah. Well, they do this weird thing because it starts with her. Mm-hmm. So you could argue that they're trying to set her up as the protagonist, but then they like make him, they give, they stay on him way more. Than yeah. Her once he later. shows up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, just stay with Laura Linney. She has an arc. Well, she, I think she, she blows up a satellite. Yeah, she does. And <laughs> fucking just executes a, a bunch of gorillas with science. Yeah. She commits terrorism. <laughs> yeah. That's a very irresponsible use of science. Like that probably <laughs> triggered a hurricane in Puerto Rico or something. Right. <laughs> You can't just fire lasers into the atmosphere. She fired a laser into space. Yeah. That's fucking I think nuts. that's just going to keep going, right? Yeah. And also She's if you wage war with aliens. If you ever actually if you ever actually invented that weapon, the governments of the world would converge on you and steal it immediately. Yeah. That's a Bond villain weapon. Yeah. yeah. It's Moonraker. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's not supposed to be a fucking weapon either. That's the weird part. Yeah, it's a communications laser. Okay. No, it's not. But it's sawing gorillas in half. My cell phone doesn't do that. Yeah, what are you trying to communicate with that laser? Oh, I know what she's trying to communicate yeah. with that laser. <laughs> that part's not a mystery. Uh, yeah, this movie's bad shit. Yeah, it's, it is it is all over the place. Um, And I fucking love it. Uh, this is... 
<sighs> yeah, none, none of that's necessarily bad. It's no, I think I, I probably watch this movie at least twice a year. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't have to watch it for this podcast. No, I, no, I I've seen like, it. I it's over up here. fifty times. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's Congo. Yeah, it's, it's fucking Congo. What do, you, what, do you, what do you what do you want? What do you want from me? Ernie it's Hudson's great. great in it. He's yeah. so good in it. Good Ernie Hudson. I, I it's I do like his accent. I tried to look up the the ghost tribe that they encounter at one point to see how historically accurate that is. And I, di- I didn't really find anything, but I hope it is. It rem- uh, Well, it reminds me of, um, what's the movie called? Baraka? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Weird artsy people? Yeah. Uh, they have that tribe in it. Um, oh, okay. So they're probably that, a, an yeah. actual tribe from that region, which that that's kind of cool. Like, Well, I once looked up where they shot this movie, and I think a lot of it's around here. <laughs> <laughs> So those it might just be a bunch of people from fucking Silver Lake. Those are all um, stand-up comics. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's ba- it's definitely based off an actual tribe. I'm I I assume that it, it seemed very authentic. Uh, no, they shot. Yeah, they shot in like Uganda and Kenya and shit. It's just I think anytime you see the actors, like we're probably we're probably in like um just like a park somewhere around here yeah oh yeah they shot at the los angeles county arboretum so yeah that's <laughs> yeah. all the close-ups that's probably where they were yeah the for sure san bernardino international airport is the airport scene um but yeah i i, I don't know yeah i mean zinge is is 100 percent a soundstage yeah um so it's a lot of the jungle actually when right. especially during the uh, eruption scene Oh, yeah. It's very obviously a soundstage. And I don't care. Well, this is the thing about this movie is that it's it's technically bad, I mm-hmm. guess. But it has so much charisma uh, that I can't get mad at it. And I enjoy watching it. Yeah, it's out of its goddamn mind. But like they know what's needed. The same way Jurassic Park has like Jeff Goldblum and he's quirky and weird, you know, and they knew like you know stick a bunch of crazy shit in here stick some weird ass characters to make it you know there's a there's a scene in jurassic park where the entire point of the scene is they don't see anything they're in a car not seeing anything and that in a worse film that could have been done really badly uh so they know that you know they they have they have like uh zany characters and i think this does a good job too at that where it's like Oh, we got we got a we got a character in for f- uh, five minutes. Grab Joey pants. Let's get Joey pants. Stick them mm-hmm. in there. Let's give get him, someone give, with charisma. Give him an earring and try to get him to buy the gorilla. Yeah, <laughs> give him a Hawaiian Hawaiian shirt uh, and just make him out of this fucking world. Like, <laughs> why not? Yeah, I, I think Tim Curry goes a long way toward making me like this movie more yeah, than yes. I would have. He is he just eats up every goddamn scene he's in. <laughs> yes, and Captain, I f- please. I feel like there's probably lots of problematic things about his depiction of Romanians. I'm sure. He's but... doing a Dracula voice. It's <laughs> yeah. Just... My God. <laughs> but so much fun. Oh, it's the best. You got John Hawks in there who doesn't do it. He just screams himself to death. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that. Again, I, I, do they ever explain why that happens to him? Like, he sees Amy. Oh, and he's just traumatized by seeing but, to death. <clears throat> the gorilla the other, attack. Yeah, the other. I mean, those, this, those gorillas in the in the diamond mind were fucking horrifying. That's yeah, for oh sure. yeah, yeah. They look like the trolls from Willow. Yeah, this movie. Oh, like it, I can't. 
stress Bruce Campbell enough in this because this movie opens by being like, hey, look, we got Bruce Campbell. Don't even need him. Going to crumple him up, throw him away. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we got Bruce Campbell. It doesn't fucking matter. Yep. We need him to get killed for the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, just get his eye. Oh, no, he gets an eye thrown at him. An eye flans on him, yeah. Him turning around toward the camera and screaming was in the trailer. Oh, yeah. And that's a wrap on Bruce Campbell. Yeah. (laughs) We'll use a dummy from here on. (laughs) I I do want to understand the journey of his character because we see him. He follows his buddy into this cave and sits down, starts eating a candy bar. And then his buddy's eye lands on his lap and he turns around and we can hear the gorilla and he screams. And then we see it, we see his dead body at the end of the movie, which is he's made it to like the heart of the mine and he's laying there I, clutching a diamond. <laughs> like what fucking happened yeah. to him in between uh, when, when he turns to the camera and screams and him laying dead uh, seemingly of a, a heart attack because he just, just, he's not like his head's not smashed or anything. He's just laying there clutching a diamond. Did the gorilla did the gorillas poison him? Yeah, my theory is that he got scared to death. The girl was like, come on, get up, and like poked him a few times. And then they just dragged him there. Uh, and they like propped him up. And they're like, there, there you go. Here, here, have a diamond. Did they you stick could. a diamond in his hand in case the cop showed up and asked questions? <laughs> See, he was trying to rob us. So, the gorilla police. <laughs> right, the little police hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he Bruce? So Bruce Campbell was Laura Linney's love interest in this, right? Yeah. And that because there's that scene where they find the Hershey wrapper. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she's found and him. He's the son of Joe Don Baker. Yes. Uh, he Bruce Campbell has like a hell of a life in this movie for not being like on camera for like there's all sorts of lore around his character. Right. He's like a sort of an important character, even though he's in the movie for about two minutes. His death results in the explosion of a satellite. Yeah, like he's... <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, I mean, his death is the whole reason for the movie. Yeah. yeah he is he, the key to all this. Mm-hmm. It was the... Yeah, that that's like one of the, the, the conflicts in the movie is Laura Linney thinks she's going there to find him, but it turns out she's just been sent there to find a diamond. And it's like, diamond! You fucking knew that. What are you yeah. talking about? I mean, he right. came he he came walking into the command center with a golf club wearing like a polo. Like of course he just wants the diamonds. Yeah. Why did she go with the speaking gorilla as a cover? Why does she need a cover? Um cuz she doesn't want to I think they were probably there illegally. Okay. I'm sure I'm sure you couldn't just take diamonds out of Africa. How did yeah, Bruce okay. Campbell get there? <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> that's what i was thinking also the diamonds were just laying on the ground so it wasn't that like didn't even have to mine those diamonds like yeah. someone was pulling those diamonds out and hucking them on the ground or something right, they were just all over the place like yeah. like tim curry's picking them up like easter eggs yeah i don't think that's how diamonds work i don't know man i think there's it's just you know there's like a diamond tree sure and yeah it just falls off it. the diamond tree yeah also in the beginning he's he's already found the diamond right because he uses it to fire the laser yeah so at that point why why wasn't he just like oh yeah it's inside this mine inside a a a city that no one thought ever existed uh that'll make it easier to find me in case these crazy gorillas kill me right (laughs) where did they find that first diamond i don't know probably around (laughs) right i mean they were at zinge that's fair that's a fair answer yeah (laughs) remember when a gorilla skydived (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> while a plane exploded behind them 
This movie has fucking everything. It, it quite literally has everything. Yeah. Either uh, does it it's Ernie Hudson or or, or Adewale who pushes Tim Curry out of the airplane? One of the two does. It's Adewale. I don't think it's Ernie. Yeah, it's the oh, other guy from yeah. uh, the hit HBO series Oz. Right. Yeah. Because Ernie Hudson has the gorilla strapped to him, I believe. That's true, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> D- Dylan Walsh has the gorilla Does strapped he? to him. I Ernie, sworn Ernie it was Ernie Hudson. It's, it's, it's Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Because he says oh, later it? that she bit him on the way down. He's like, he's got quite a set of teeth on Oh, that. sure. Ernie Hudson, I like where, I, I like the scene where Ernie Hudson and Laura Linney are firing flares out the, the <laughs> airplane missiles, window yeah. that they would have been they would have been immediately sucked right out of that thing right <laughs> probably yeah no but it's ernie hudson laura linney they they're stable you yeah know? man it's one of those images that i'm like didn't think i'd ever see this in a movie yeah <laughs> i've taken it for granted you know a lot of this is things i've taken for granted but when you really step back and really look at ernie hudson and laura linney firing flares at a, a out of a plane shooting rockets out of the sky yeah before skydiving with a talking gorilla and tim curry and tim curry is there tim, tim curry doing a dracula voice <laughs> yep we we truly did don't appreciate this. Like we've, we, you're, you're you're exactly right. We've taken this film for granted for the past quarter century. Yeah, it, they, they, again, like Bruce Campbell, they got Joey Pants in there, and they're like, "Hey, we got him. We're not going to use him much, though. We don't need him." Yeah, get him out of here. Yeah, he's here for a second. Ernie Hudson and Laura Linney are going to shoot missiles out of the sky in a, in a uh-huh. little bit. You, you're not yeah. even going to believe your eyes. You think they're going to get attacked by hippos? Because they are. <laughs> They're going to ta- get attacked by hippos. Uh, and the movie hasn't even begun. <laughs> don't even act like it's not going to end with a bunch of gorillas jumping into lava. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't deserve that lava either. They didn't deserve that lava. I really feel bad for the gorillas. Yeah. Because they, they were just doing the their job. Because they, they have no other choice. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's very tragic. Yeah. It's like Gorilla 9-11. It's Gorilla 9-11. I'm glad you said it. I wasn't going to say it. Well, I mean, uh, somebody had to, honestly. Somebody had we, to. We, we, we weren't going to get out of this without somebody saying it, so I jumped on that grenade for you guys. Okay, thank you. I um, did love the scene when they first show off the contraption that allows Amy to talk, mm-hmm. because they put it on a guy first, just a, a dude, right. and it allows him to talk. And for one thing, he says, I've never heard the sound of my voice. And it's like, that's not your voice. That's a computer. Yeah. yeah. And then they bring amy up and everyone's way more impressed that we might get talking apes out of this as opposed to humans without the ability to communicate can (laughs) now communicate right vastly improving somebody's quality of life it takes a firm backseat to holy shit this monkey can talk right because the thing is is that it's not like it's not like a device that you go up to any monkey at a zoo and you plug it on their head and they can talk uh, you have to teach it sign language, which I would argue is create like without the technology, that's a monkey talking. Yeah, right? you really. You, All it is is you just got to learn sign language. Yeah, it's just a sign to speech. That's it. That's all it is. And yes, it's more useful for people who are deaf or use sign language. Um, and and just being able to communicate with people who don't understand sign language. That's why the the scene where she asks him why make a talking ape at all and he just goes oh no lonely like that that doesn't add up at all to the reaction in that room when that fucking animal starts talking 
everyone is shit in their pants. Yeah. <laughs> like it is the most important thing that has happened. Right. And it's really not that incredible. And nobody seems, they keep saying like, oh, it's a talking monkey. I'll give you so, I'll give you all the money in the world for it. And it's like, but it's not a talking monkey. It's clearly a monkey with a backpack on that's interpreting its sign language. It's a scam. It's a scam. <laughs> it's all a know scam. Unless you, you, you speak sign language, you don't know if the, it's even correct. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, that's true if, also. What if it's just saying over and over again, help me, right. help me, bad man, help me. And he's like, oh, you want the rain drink? Here you go. And like, no, <laughs> please stop. Bad man. Somebody help me. Um, I think, just, I mean, it's, I mean, ob- it's, it's obviously just a device for the movie. Yeah. But it really, yeah, it doesn't make a lick of fucking sense. <laughs> it also doesn't play into the movie. Like, none, all the elements, it's none ju- of the elements it's, it's really just, like. It's just so Amy can speak with a voice and we don't have to, like, keep seeing her sign things. It's, right, it's purely just a device. Yeah. For the I'm way more interested in how she learned to smoke. <laughs> because th- that's got some horrible implications for right. the career of that, that young happen? scientist. How did the gorilla discover that she likes martinis? <laughs> like, because this what? guy is a fucking maniac. He's a weird freak. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, he's a weird freak. He's married to a gorilla. That's his gorilla wife. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> his he's, gorilla wife. Yeah. And like... I think so, there's been an intervention or two. Yeah. So he's like, maybe he's kind of out of it now because he's willing to bring her into the jungle, but like, he's clearly not over it. Like something's happened in his life where like a lot of people had to step in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's, it's like the last step of his healing is you need to return this gorilla. Uh, so you, you, you can have a normal life. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad there was never a sequel because that would have been it. It would have been him going back to reunite with this gorilla and just having yeah. his heart broken all over again. It would have been like poachers going after her or like, yeah, some sort of like, Amy needs me. I have to go help her. Or and alternate alternate sequel pitch is it just begins with the hot air balloon like hanging from a tree and his fucking skeletons in the basket. And then it pans down to like some <laughs> kids like, oh, I met an alien. And it's like a whole other movie. <laughs> where, just like unrelated um just in the congo they worship him as their god yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's the gods must be crazy but instead of a coke bottle it's still in walsh's skeleton <laughs> falls from the sky <laughs> i liked like right at the beginning there's a really crazy scene like there's obviously plot holes in this movie uh, and I, yeah of sure there's just the, there's it's just that they're all really fun like when they first, the Bruce Campbell and the other guy who screams himself to death, right? Uh, he comes out to tell Bruce Campbell something, and Bruce Campbell's like, "We got to get out of here." And the guy's like, "All right, let me just grab my bag." And it's like, "Why did you leave your bag that deep in the fucking jungle?" Right. Just bring that with you when you when you come out. Just bring case- the bag around. You'd think people would learn to do that. Um, like I I, in general, like yeah. Yeah, why would you take it off? I don't want like centipedes on my bag. I'm going to keep my bag with me at all times. Yeah. It's funny you should say plot holes because when you said that, I was kind of surprised at the thought. And I think it's just because it's like, it's like saying that like the movie Fantasia has plot holes where it's like, <laughs> it's, a, it's, there's not, it's, it's a symphony of just light and sound. Like it's not, it's not a <laughs> plot. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. there's nothing to have holes in it. It's just, it is what it is. Symphony is the most accurate description I've ever yeah. heard of Congo. Yeah, yeah, I've never, like, it never occurred to me that there could be plot holes in Congo. This is definitely the Fantasia of eight movies. Yeah. <laughs> is it just me, or were there a lot of gorilla movies in the, the mid-90s? Let's see, there was Gorillas in the Mist. Which might have been 89, actually. I think that was 80s. But I, I feel like we hit a point in history where we were just like, shit, we can make gorillas look real now? Let's do a yeah, lot like of that. Yeah, like Mighty Joe Young. Right. Um, there was that Planet of the Apes remake with Mark Wahlberg, the really terrible one. Oh, that was one. a little later. That was 2001. That was 2000, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was another, there's another gorilla movie <laughs> in there Anthony somewhere. did Anthony Hopkins do a movie where he lived with gorillas? I mean, maybe. That sounds like some shit he would do. Hold on. It's one of them old guys. Mm-hmm. It's either him or another old guy, like a Sean Connery. Um, and he like instinct, instinct. And it was Anthony yeah. Hopkins where he's living in the jungle um, with like gorillas. And then he gets captured by, I think, Donald Sutherland. I know Donald Suther- Sutherland's there. Cuba mm-hmm. Gooding Jr. And he's like, it's like, it's like a, it's like gorilla Hannibal Lecter. Like he's all fucked up. <laughs> and he's in prison for murder and he, uh, was ra- he was like raised by gorillas there's also born to be wild uh <laughs> there's that movie buddy with renee russo and her sure. pet gorilla <laughs> see there was we just, there, like, there were a few uh gorilla movies in the 90s right and by learning the effects we just mean we were like hey we could put someone in a gorilla outfit and it would look pretty okay and they're like well let's do that a bunch and we did and we did like, yeah. We can have a character that's just a gorilla. I think it's the facial expressions, especially in this movie. They really do nail the facial expressions on this ape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of like there were I read there were like 27 different motors in oh, yeah. that face to make to <laughs> recreate all that. Yeah. So- Amy, Amy, good gorilla, you know? What, the, mm-hmm. what that's making me uh, think of is how fucking loud <laughs> that gorilla <laughs> must have been. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> every time it blinks, just sounds like a fucking Ford factory floor. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> just man. this loud-ass gorilla suit. It's very funny when you think about that with Jurassic Park as well. Because, you know, they talk about it in the making of... Where it's like they're basically just working with a piece of factory equipment yeah, on a set that they dressed up like a T-Rex. Like, what a dumb thing to exist. And it was, yeah, it was just, it was like start like malfunctioning on set and like jittering and like, like you, at any point when that tail could like swing and like decapitate a grip, yeah, you know, like this thing's just a fucking mess. It's yeah. just something that you would use to build cars that you just put a bunch of foam rubber over and said like, it's a dinosaur. And you have to deliver lines to that thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, Amy, why are you sad? <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep a Some straight face through all that. Yeah, script supervisor off camera just being like, Amy, good gorilla. <laughs> just yelling out the lines. Sorry, I can't hear you over the gorilla's face. <laughs> yeah. Its face is deafening. <laughs> <laughs> and being in the costume... What a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that had to be tense. I hope yeah. that like I hope the 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 nineteen year old gymnasts weren't in there while the motors were operating. They like, might have right been by your goddamn face. <laughs> I assume it's like being in a ninja turtle. It's just an absolute nightmare. 
be all hot and shit like the yeah. inside of a fucking iphone yeah breathing your own air just recycling your air uh, in there. oh man it just smells like a ah uh, smells like a fucking sock in there yeah no yeah they burn that costume afterwards no one's getting back in that costume ever again oh hell no that costume's haunted yeah hundred percent like uh yeah imagine if a performer died in it it's probably like it's uh, you wouldn't even notice at first it would just get really like still <laughs> but the face would keep going yeah the face and, like, is still maybe just grinding if, away yeah and like it'd be like still propped up and maybe her body would like fall into the bottom half uh, <laughs> and they wouldn't notice because it would just be like so stiff and like yeah it's like a sarcophagus in there like <laughs> Oh, uh, Amy, yeah. bad gorilla. <laughs> this gorilla is your tomb. Yeah, <laughs> this gorilla is your tomb. Oh, what a great movie. It's Congo, I love man, it's the that. Best. I love that when they get on a plane at one point, the gorilla's just traveling as a passenger. Yes. I don't know that you'd do that in real life. Yeah, and like the, st- like the, the flight attendant looks like a little like, oh, huh. and it's like, uh, I mean... It's a fucking, it's a fucking gorilla. Like if I walk in any room and there's a, a surprise gorilla, <laughs> yeah, I'm out of there. You're yeah. running out. Yeah. yeah because you have a real you, strong reaction to that. <laughs> I wouldn't assume the gorilla is tame and of uh, someone's friend, you know, let alone someone's wife gorilla. Yeah. I, I would assume we're about to be attacked by a gorilla. Yeah. It's the, the, the gorilla in the plane and then they make her put her own seatbelt on like where did she learn that has she been on several planes probably Just, cars trains but, yeah i suppose yeah how, how often are they stuffing that fucking 500 pound gorilla into his car it's really a at any point the government could get involved with this gorilla and just take this gorilla away right like what they've been doing to this gorilla is gorilla abuse i assume Oh, 100 like, percent. Yeah. Giving it cigarettes and booze and treating it like it's a but like he also like treats it like it's a baby, but then not. And it's they also the, kind of imply that the gorilla wants to fuck him because right. she calls every woman who shows up ugly. Ugly. And, yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry, I have to call you ugly or this ape will rip your goddamn face off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's that? How'd she develop those feelings? Right. This is all fucked up. This guy's a problem, and I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I have to spend the se- next several minutes negging you, or else this gorilla will lose its mind and beat you to death on this airplane. <laughs> <laughs> you ugly piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't dunk on you right now, the gorilla is taking this plane down. Right. And his... <laughs> And his fellow scientist is like, yeah, I understand. Fine. Yeah. Like any responsible scientist would be like, show me your research. Yeah. What is <laughs> happening what in that lab? Doing? What? We have sex. There's hey. a lot. Like every, every, the main characters, both of their endeavors are things that the government needs to step in because the communications laser that saws you in half, I'm also pretty sure isn't, isn't how lasers, isn't how that should work. No. Like there, there's a problem there. They've done something. They've done bad research there. Uh, it's it's people. Uh, people need to get involved with these. Like, and the fact that they find each other is just so scary. Because <laughs> like uh, the the best case scenario is they erupt a volcano and saw a bunch of monkeys in half. 
Right. That's who knows them what succeeding. they could do in the state? Yeah. Who knows what they could do in the states? Like the or like or any populated city, I guess. Like it's just uh, they're a real problem. And uh, Amy dies at the end of this, right? Because that volcano shows no signs of letting up. Yeah, or the uh, the moment she starts signing more at those gorillas, they just tear it apart, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Yeah. They don't know what that is. <laughs> Nothing is normal. Even the goddamn gorilla isn't normal. Like, every, every character in this has, like, just a thing going on. Yeah. And that thing is fucking just out of this world. <laughs> That's again. Uh, it's what we talk about with this movie. Is the movie in, is entirely one very big swing. Yeah, and it's uh, incredible. Yeah. yeah oh the, my god, Congo! I want all all movies should be Congo. Right. It's the, not like the the scene where the ape attacks them inside the temple. Yeah, is the one scene that I really did not like. It's just so. I don't know if they were trying to hide what those apes look like for a little bit still, but it was just horribly executed it was just like a series of slow motion still images kind of right the oh, ape yeah, that pov was stuff i don't know yeah oh yeah get, was that is that what that was it was like this know. is how apes see the world i think so mm. i have to watch it again i don't know the, again the movie's big swing i don't i wouldn't say it hits it out of the park so much as like it's a big swing and then it lets go of the bat that bat flies across the park hits the announcer in the face and he falls into the crowd or something like right, it's still yeah, great no. yeah uh but it's not what it needs to be what it's trying to be yeah the the bat flies off into the stands and knocks someone's head off yeah and then like uh, like uh, it reveals that the that person who the head is knocked off was secretly hitler mm-hmm. and so it's like <laughs> well it's good but it's also like really shocking <laughs> <laughs> and abrupt and like there's a lot to take in you know there's a lot to try to understand he's he's hitler and also a cyborg yeah it's a a cyborg hitler (laughs) it's entirely shocking yeah it reminds me a little bit of the travel channel show ghost adventures where uh zach baggins one of my favorite uh (laughs) zach baggins paranormal investigator of all time the dane cook of ghost hunting uh, he has this strategy where he will walk into a room and just kind of antagonize a ghost and yell at it and be like, hey, I hear you like throwing ashtrays, throwing ashtray at me, ghost. And then you hear the backstory and the ghost is like the spirit of a little girl who was <laughs> murdered by her father. And it's like, you're being really aggressive with that little girl right now. And... This movie, we've come to find out, is kind of a story about how this uh, whole race of gorillas has been enslaved by white people. And we resolve that by a team of white people showing up and lasering them all in half. Right. And it being very proud of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah she says I, that she has that whole line. She has like a Schwarzenegger line. Yeah. It's a. Uh, the gorillas are not, they're the victims. <laughs> they're, they again, are. I can't stress this enough. They don't need to be super gorillas. Just gorillas will fuck you up. Like, that's what they do. How are they different than other gorillas? The only difference is they want the gorillas' diamonds. <laughs> yes. Like, that's it. It's just, we want what you have, so we're going to slaughter you for it. Yes. Um. But, like, they, they do a scene where they encounter a silverback, 
and they treat it with like respect and they're like oh you have to be really cautious uh we're not gonna laser this silverback we could but we're not we're not shooting gorillas just these even more endangered like rare ones those we're gonna kill for what reason because we were in their goddamn territory this is that this is honestly how i thought that scene was gonna play out I thought Laura Linney, when she's back there (laughs) punching rocks to build her space laser. Yeah. I thought she was going to get that thing built and then run back out and see that Amy had gotten everyone calmed down and they were just going to be like, all right, cool. Now that we're all friends, you're all free to go. But instead, she sees this relatively serene scene and just starts mowing down (laughs) gorillas. Yeah. She's like, fuck these gorillas. (laughs) It's like if the ending of the birds, if he starts stepping on as many birds as he could, <laughs> like it's that I thought, yeah, it's, it could have been like a, a tense scene where they're like, they're not friends with the gorillas, but like, they're going to get by them. And that, yeah, that feels more, I don't know. That's uh, Michael Crichton's, I don't, I don't know how the book of Congo goes, but the ending of Jurassic Park in the book is they bomb the island, <laughs> which I also believe if they'd done that in the movie would have been a wicked bummer. Because they, it, it, they spend most of everything being like, these are creatures. They don't know where they came from. You know, it's not their fault. And then if they just blew them all up, it'd be really fucked up. Uh, this is the Bomb what, the Island movie. Yeah, yeah, this is the Bomb the Island version where they're like, fuck them. Yeah, well, well we're, we're going to laser all these gorillas in half and then bury them in lava. Yep. And then we're <laughs> going to blow up that lava. <laughs> Such overkill. Yep. Yeah. It's so good, though. <laughs> it really is. I love it so much. And that wave of lava crashes on top of that gorilla, doesn't understand what's happening to it. It's just screaming, nope. never it's accepting the end. <laughs> Stop, drop, and roll, idiot. Nope, can't. Floor is lava. Floor mm. is lava. Oh, oh man. fucking volcano. The volcano is like a side note. Yeah, like, it's just it's a, a, an it's additional a thing that happens. Yeah. yeah. It looks like stock footage from a shitty movie about volcanoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whenever they cut to the volcano. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it was added in post, like they, they or the, the whole idea was added in post or something, because it did not seem like they, like when they were shooting, they're like, how are we going to do the volcano stuff? And they're like, ah, we'll find like footage of a volcano later. It'll be fine. And yeah. They I, got, I they guess... got some interesting angles on that volcano. Well, I was going to see if anybody had any final thoughts about 1995's Congo. Yes, I would have um, swallowed that fucking diamond when Laura Lenny handed right. it to me. You kidding me? Pump yeah. that money back into Africa, you selfish libs. Just 100%. throws it out of the balloon. Just chucks it on the ground. Probably hit someone. Oh, killed yeah. them. <laughs> killed with a diamond, yeah. Yep, yep. Killed another endangered species with it. <laughs> it was just like a lemur. Well, just crushes its skull with a yeah. diamond the size of his fist. <laughs> you ass. Yeah, I mean, this movie, uh, here's the here's the question, mm-hmm. is like, I don't know the answer to this, is if this movie came out today mm-hmm. with this same plot, mm-hmm. would I think it's as amazing as it is? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I feel like it'd be more obviously problematic if I watched it as an adult, but having just kind of grown up with this movie, mm-hmm. this terrible movie that delights me. It's this, this incredible film, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know someone who's never seen it before and watches it for the first time. I want to know what that experience is like. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I just can't not, I can't be mad at this movie. No, it's, uh, 
It's the greatest. It raised us. It raised a generation. Dude, yeah. so that's, that's why we're recording this on Father's Day, and that's why I picked Congo. Right. Because it is our all our father. Yeah. 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 This movie is our dad. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Congo. <Yep. laughs> that's what we call it. My dad's well, dead. I'll take it. Sure. Papa Congo. Oh man. Well, geez, I think that's I think that's a sewed. Yeah, I think we've sung the praises of Congo enough. Can you just uh, real quick, whenever you watch this movie in the future, can you refer to it as uh, popping a Congo? Oh yeah, Papa Congo. Yeah, Papa Congo. Yeah, yeah. We we ask all of you at home to do that as well. (laughs) The next time you pop a Congo, it's the least you could do. (laughs) Papa Congo koozies available in the merch store right now. Adam, thank you so much for uh, uh, talking about Congo. Hey, thanks for letting me. It was a lot of fun. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're on your network, so is there anything you want to plug? Uh, listen to Best Bad Movie Ever on the Unpops Podcast Network. It's a really good mm, podcast. Good idea. It's a, it's a good idea. Dave, why don't yeah. you tell them what we got going on? We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts there, like uh, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, and Fox Mulder is a maniac. You should you should check it out if you can. You really should. It's 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 yeah, man, boy. Before you do another thing, check that out. What's Tom and Jeff Watch Batman about? Um, well, you see, uh, it's about me and Jeff um, watching mm-hmm, Batman, mm-hmm. Uh, and then we talk about it. We talk about oh. the Batman that we watched. Oh, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. I could have pieced that together. Yeah, I bet. you know, we put a lot of clues in the title. You know, <laughs> you, you context clues you can use to decipher what the what the show is about. Mm. All right, I think that's enough. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. Is enough. <laughs> that's right, enough. Take it easy, everyone. Oh, I'm gonna go Papa Congo. Yeah, Papa Congo. <laughs> Papa Congo, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.